0: Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammie. Hey there, Cammie.
1: Hey, Bryant. How are you?
0: I'm awesome. Rocking in fall. It's right there. Right (laughs) there. It might be here by the time the podcast hits, you know. How are you, though? What's been going on?
1: I am great. I just got engaged. Oh, that's right. I'm super. I thought you're gonna be like, I just got a job,
0: woohoo! I'm working <laughs> full time again. Yes, yeah, Cami got. Yes, I mean, I am, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> congratulations no. on both
0: things. You're a you. hardworking citizen who's gonna get the marriage tax benefit soon. So that's even better, right?
1: Yeah, that's why I'm doing this.
0: That's what it's about. <laughs> uh, well, this show is about talking uh, about uh, random stories, myths, legends. We've got a fun one today, Cami. We're talking today. We're talking about nobody.
1: Yes. Am I right? Yeah. You get it? I got it.
0: Because we're talking about the Cyclops. And if you know, that's a corny joke from the Odyssey, because that's what they did back then in Greek times, ancient Greek times. They just made jokes like that. But this is a lot more interesting than I I at first thought. There's more to it than just Homer's version. In fact, Homer's version really kind of um, changed my perception of the Cyclops. But there's a lot more to it than that. So Cami's going to hit you with a story. And then we'll have a little discussion right after that. So, Cami, please regale us with your story.
1: Okay, I will. Uh, I did actually use Homer's The Odyssey, uh, but I read it in like eighth grade, and yep. I'm going from memory and discussions I've had since then. So, excellent. I can't, I can't tell you which version I read. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago. We begin in the depths of the abyss. Odysseus's crew, hungry and sea beaten wandered to the innermost part of a nearby cave, where the bleeding sound of sheep enticed the men deeper. No sooner had they found their prey than Polyphemus, the one-eyed son of Poseidon, returned to eat and rest. But finding the men in his cave, his hunger compelled him. As quickly as they tried to hide, they were no match for the giants, giant hands of the Cyclops. He swooped upon them and devoured two of the crew whole. Seeing this, cunning Odysseus knew he had little time to form a plan. The Cyclops imprisoned him and his men with a huge boulder that blocked their passage. Our hero now had only time to ponder the way out. By the morning, our clever champion knew what he must do, so he waited until the Cyclops returned and offered him the strongest wine from his ship. And a name. Nobody. When Polyphemus was quite drunk and fell asleep, The crew heated a large stake and drove it into the monster's eye. Suddenly, the horror and pain jerked the cyclops awake. But when his friends came to aid him, he screamed, Nobody is killing me. The crowd dispersed, and the monster hunted frantically alone for the humans responsible. But Odysseus, ever wise, hid himself and his men beneath the belly of the sheep in the cave. So that the next morning when the Cyclops petted them as he let them out one by one to Graze, he couldn't feel the bare skin of nobody and the other adventurers. Thus they escaped to their ship, but not without the wrath of Poseidon in the seas ahead. As our hero turned towards home.
0: Excellent, Cammy. You're just a great reminder of why you should name your kids nobody, so they can just get all <laughs> out of sorts of all legal trouble. You know, I told you about we talked about it the last time we talked about Homer. When I was in that sixth grade adaptation of, <laughs> The Odyssey, The Long Way Home, you remember this? I was, you
1: told me yes, yes. Yeah, you it, was, told that me was it was great.
0: That the we we did the cyclops scene. Oh boy, I can barely remember it. But yeah, so I I think that's where a lot of people kind of think of the cyclops. I remember the the film version that we watched of The Odyssey to help us sort of get it into the mindset for the play. Um, depicted it as this giant kind of evil thing, and I, I used my favorite website for these sorts of things, theoi.com, T-H-E-O-I.com. They have all sorts of great. It's just it's just a wonderful compendium of like Greco-Roman stuff. It, it was interesting. I look so I look up there and their Cyclops, and they they list it as a Titan, as that's that's what it is, and I was really interested by that, and uh, I, I I guess like with this monster-like being that wants to eat people um you know it's a shepherd There the, the cyclops is a shepherd in the odyssey um I, I and also in lots of video games the cyclops will appear like final fantasy and stuff like that fantasy games i'm sure it's in dungeons and dragons it's usually it's usually like a beast the the cyclops and you know they're all different but they're usually very beastly and angry and have one eye and it it turns out um so Theoi says that because it kind of is true. Uh, so the sources go back, I mean, obviously Homer, we mentioned time and again, as 8th century BCE, 12th BCE, Could you know, kind of in that general time span, but quite old. Hesiod's Theogeny is a great uh, work as well that talked about this. And in Theogeny, he mentions that Uranus uh, mated with Gaia and produced 18 children, first the 12 titans, then three one-eyed cyclopses. So... I think it's interesting. I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you call them the cyclops. I when we talked about Chiron and the centaur, it, it was very specific. It was really weird, and you, you, <laughs> you thought, you'd think like, oh, they're like humans that you know they formed from the gods and then would happened? It's like no, no, it's weird. It's really weird. So anyway, there's that's where the cy- cyclops or yeah, keyclopes as it would be pronounced, I believe, uh, are, came from. Another thing, I mean, it's it's pretty uh, interesting. Cyclops basically means orb-eyed, like think circle. Psy, uh, ops, optic, there you go, boom, myth busted. And <laughs> going through, it's pretty interesting. So in the old sources, other than Homer, Homer's one of the main ones that t- depicts them as these things that, that don't care about Zeus, that uh, eat dudes uh, and complain when nobody hurts them. And what they really kind of were in the the canon of, of mythology were... Um, forgers they they forged zeus's lightning bolts they were they were pretty much born um a- after they were born um uranus uh, locked them away in the earth and they just they did that um, apollo's son ended up getting killed by zeus and then apollo ended up killing them although i don't or one of the cyclops although i don't think he actually succeeded because the original three cyclopses are immortal it says but they did go on to have uh cyclops babies and those ones were not immortal apparently so uh but but the, that was the main job for the cyclops was to a, especially after the titans um when when uranus was out zeus was in they they were just straight up meant for uh, foraging it reminds me a lot of brocker and sindri the dwarves in Norse mythology who forged and they're also they're connected with hephaestus too in in some cases they would work directly um, next to him in fact there's a Roman, a Greco-Roman fresco from Pompeii that's dated to the 1st century A.D. That's, you can see today, and it's clearly Hephaestus working with a one-eyed man. It he, he looks very man-like. They all look, they're all naked, but like they all look like naked dudes just hammering away. So it's interesting. I, I completely thought that the Cyclops were evil, big, big monsters, but it really doesn't seem like that, and, and as we can see from a fresco from the 1st century A.D., this might have been a copy. Um, I didn't actually really see. It, it didn't say that, though. But it doesn't seem like Homer's depiction of them stuck permanently. Not everyone thought that they were supposed to be depicted in that way. But it's just really interesting that they did. Um, fun thing, too, their names are Argus, Brontes, and Steropis, which means vivid flash, thunder, and lightning bolt. Just oh, to wow. remind them what they're supposed to do every single damn day for <laughs> Zeus because he needs more lightning bolts to throw. But yeah, these guys, they were mentioned in everything going, uh, the oldest stuff that we have from Homer to Hesiod all the way up into uh, first century AD Latin poetry. I mean, these, they were extremely important. What I didn't see, though, is a, a, I didn't see the Cyclops come up much um, through the medieval period and the Renaissance and things like that. I, I don't. I, I didn't, I'll admit, I didn't like dive like super crazy deep, but so I'd, I'd be really interested if someone who's listening to this has a good example, please let us know, um, you know, uh, our Facebook group, mystery or if you're watching this on YouTube, just comment, please, because I, I just didn't see a lot of these things, like I, I can think of the uh, Cupid and Athena, I, I, you can think of these Renaissance era at the very latest, um, sometimes 17th, 18th century as well, 19th. You'll see these Greco Roman things pop back up, you know, and they almost get a Christian uh, vibe thrown on top of them and, and very, looking very angelic and such. But I, I didn't see this with the Cyclops, and that's, I was kind of um, wondering if, if why that was or or how that kind of came to be. But it's really cool. Um, some last little things the Cyclops being known as forgemen uh, or craftsmen. Uh, are closely associated with Sicily because of its very famous volcanoes. The the volcanoes will spew ash and makes the soil super great for the food that they grow. And I just thought this interesting, too, because there's actually a Gorgon on Sicily's flag. I figured they might have a big, ugly one-eyed dude there instead. <laughs> but um, so that it, it, it looks like, in a lot of ways, the way we think of Hephaestus is what Cyclops was to a lot of the contemporaries of of the times for the people that thought about these. So, yeah, I really love that. that 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 was the case for a lot of these. Wikipedia has a nice little section at the bottom for the possible origins. One big thing is there are some of these animals that have really large nasal cavities that people that might... If they like see a the mammoth skeletons, or something. Exactly. You might think that that's for an eye socket instead. Um, there's also a condition called cyclopia, which is a rare birth defect, I'm quoting Wikipedia, um, which can result in the fetus having a single eye in the middle of the forehead. I thought this was interesting because the... In, in like Hesiod's work, the eye is specifically on the forehead and like depictions is the forehead. You'd think it might just, you know, two eyes come together, but it's always the forehead. So maybe this is a case of euhemerism where, you know, uh, a myth explains an event. We've talked about that before. So I'll continue on. Though the possibility has been raised a link between this deformity and the myth of the one eyed Cyclops. In the case, humans with a single eye in the middle, the nose remains above it rather than below, as in ancient Greek depictions. Oh, okay. Well, there it kind of answered it there. So I guess even though it's in your forehead, your nose is still kind of proportionate to where it would be. So that's pretty interesting how how they kind of figure that out. Another cool thing which kind of goes into humorism is um, there is a story in Walter Burkett. Um, he sees the possibility that the Hesiod's he Cyclops um, explanation and depictions having connections to ancient Smith guilds, which would totally make sense, especially if if you know a guild was a very tightly knit group of people. They could have even used the Cyclops as, you know, that could have been their patron saint, essentially, and I, I would totally... Understand that there being a close association over, you know, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years of these myths. Remember, I mean, when we did our Gorgon episode, I always like to go back to this. We, Cammy and I, discovered that the Gorgon goes back way, 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 way back, way before Homer. And so, what you know, the Cyclops would certainly... Um, be able to go that far back as well. So yeah, I could totally well, if see Homer's that Homer's
1: writing about it. Then there's something exactly. That he's, yeah, it you know, was a myth to Homer. From.
0: It was a legendary myth to Homer by the time it was written in that that period, which was the eighth century BCE at the latest. So and
1: then, I mean, when we got into the Arabian Nights, which were after that, but you know they had the story of the Cyclops as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and because and it's it's a similar area. What with Persia being a neighbor, so. Yeah, it, it's really cool. I always love this idea of euhemerism. how uh, like, we first ran into it, I think, with the Gorgon Medusa episode that we did, um, how these, these things can happen in a society and a civilization and they make such an impression, but just sort of in that weird game of telephone over time, they become legendary and mythical when they really are rooted in like, so the Cyclops could have been these dudes who were just strict uh, smith guilds Maybe associated themselves with the Cyclops. Maybe maybe they didn't. It just happened to be that way. You hear about the Smiths, you know, uh, at that island over there, and you can't you can't swim over there. It's too expensive to get a canoe. But yeah, I, I love it. So, but uh, of course, Homer's depiction is one of the more popular ones, but I, I hope you take away from this that it's that's not uh, it, it, other poets would there were there were other plays and dramas and comedies where the Cyclopses were depicted. Um, sometimes they were beasts but but in many cases they were essentially gods they were immortal beings born the same way that the titans were born so they were quite important although they would just basically be working working from home for zeus (laughs) making thunderbolts but yeah so uh, i hope everyone enjoyed this again please if you if you have any like interesting depictions of the cyclops post the fall of rome i mean i'd be really interested to hear about that that that's really what I I couldn't find that I I'd, I'd most like to hear is is you know who what do they think about the Cyclops after like the first second third centuries uh, A.D. But uh, Cami thank you for your story it was excellent your middle school Latin teacher would be proud I believe right uh, <laughs> I think it was an English
1: teacher I don't oh know her really her. oh that makes sense I think it was required yeah, yeah.
0: that's good that's good. Well, I think that's all I've got to add. You know, everyone, the show's been trucking along really well, and we could really use your support on YouTube. Uh, hit our link tree uh, below. We'll take you to all of our links. Rate, review, subscribe, right? That's what they
1: say? Yes.
0: Cool. All right, everyone. Well, I think that's all I've got. Cammy, do you have anything you'd like to add? I'm good. Excellent. All right. Well, everyone, uh, we're coming up to October, our fun-filled, spooky episodes. Probably our favorite time. We've got some cool plans, so please stay tuned for that. So we will see you then. Nobody.